Welcome to Vyapar, a show where we explore the journeys of entrepreneurs and the businesses that they've built. In this episode, I invited Karan Mehra, the founder and CEO of Tyke Invest, a platform which is disrupting the entire process of how you invest in a startup. So right now, you know, investing in startups is reserved for the big leagues like, you know, the venture capitalists, the private equity firms, the high net worth individuals. And in the past two or three years, how many times have we read that, you know, this year, some some random startup is achieving the unicorn status, a startup is rising 4x in valuations in just four months. And, you know, while these big shots are printing money from thin air, like by just investing in startups and by gaining from the increase in valuations, you are watching from the sidelines, like the retail investor is watching from the sidelines you you've got some some monthly sip going on uh, into mutual funds you've got a healthy portfolio in the stock market and you own a bit of gold silver commodities and you do a little bit of trading on the side but what about startup investing right i mean mutual funds stocks are really good they are a really good way to create wealth over time but you if you want to get into startup investing you know you you want to get in on the action early on and take some risks the the problem that the retail investors currently face is that they don't they don't have the kind of capital that is required to invest in startups and what what happens is that you know we we carry on with our life reading about how some vc firm made 10x returns in 3 years and and rant about the ease with which you know these firms are making money now this is precisely why current started tyke and you know this is the pain point that they're going after they want to democratize startup investing and open up this lucrative asset class to everyone. With Taik, you can invest directly into a startup with as little as 5,000 rupees. The entire process takes less than 10 minutes. The KYC, registering your details into the system and then investing in a startup as little as 10 minutes. That's it. And it's, it's super easy to use. The interface itself is really good. And Tyke also gives you a lot of information to analyze before you invest in the startup. So, you know, there are due diligence reports that you can go through. There are certain charts, numbers that you can analyze before you really take that decision. So I think it's a really good platform where retail investors can come in, invest. And, you know, to be honest, I have used the platform to make my first startup investment. And I was blown away by how quick the process was. Like it took me just 10 minutes to invest in one of the companies. I also got a few company documents to go through. I got the due diligence report and a lot of other legal documents. And all I need to do now is to sign that T-safe once the round closes and I'll be one of the shareholders. So man, I I am quite thrilled and I am really grateful for Tyke to let me do this. Like, you know, let me become one of the investors in a startup. So Tyke has a community of more than 10,000 investors right now. It's growing tremendously. It also got recognized as one of the top 30 startups to watch by Inc. 42 magazine. It's one of the most recognized magazines out there. Plus, I haven't even talked about how great this platform is if you're a founder. Like if you want to raise money, you can just list your business on the platform and then you can open your business to retail investors. So... I mean, I think this makes the entire process of raising funds also really easy. It's a win-win for everyone. I'll let Karan talk 
more about that you know i've been doing a lot of talking here karan it's a pleasure to have you on the show I- i'm really excited to talk about what we have in store today thank you so much adat it's a pleasure to be here as well and uh, wishing you a very happy new year and hopefully this podcast continues this year as well awesome yeah man fingers crossed let's see <laughs> how it goes but i'm really excited to have you on the show and talk about you know all the exciting stuff that you you're building with tyke you know before before we go down that rabbit hole why don't you tell me something about yourself like you know what what's your background and you know how did you get started into entrepreneurship like you know how did you dip your feet into entrepreneurship so siddharth tyke is my first startup before i started tyke i was i had pursued chartered accountancy and i was working at deloitte in bombay uh, i was serving in the mna and global business restructuring field hmm. which means you were primarily taking care of how businesses were to be restructured for tax saving capital benefits for various other reasons and uh, we were taking care of acquisitions and mergers bahar uh, i came across uh, certain use cases which made me realize that there is a need for tyke which i'll probably talk about later understood so you were doing your job and then while doing your job you realized that there's a problem statement in the market that needs to be addressed and that is how you came up with the idea like is that how the initial idea behind starting tyke got into place yes correct however i did not quit my job directly i researched on the idea as a side hustle and uh, once i saw some headway once i was at a stage where it could have potentially become a business of business in itself that's when i put in my papers understood so tell me something about the idea itself like what would be your elevator pitch for tyke and what was the pain points that you were trying to address through tyke invest and how has the idea itself evolved over time like you know i think you you told me when we were speaking pre show that initially the idea was to go for community investing but again i think there are three or four other streams as well that you are now targeting with tyke so tell me about that phase tell me about how 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 were the initial days like so uh, answering your question uh, one at a time siddharth my elevator pitch for tyke is that tyke is stripe or paypal for hmm. capital investing uh, this primarily means that any sort of capital that's being invested in the private markets today uh, it generally goes through a very obsolete very time consuming and offline route the intention with tyke is to make take this completely online digitize this entire process and at the same time inc- increase the number of people who get access to such markets what is the pain point here like you know when when you were starting tyke what was that pain point that you were trying to address i understand that you know it's a very time consuming process but how how did you build the platform like walk me through the the r&d phase as well like how long did it take for you to come up with the product or was there something like any complexities involved while building this how was that phase like for you so the pain point was personally my own pain point which was that i wanted to invest in certain startups because i was exposed to that particular uh, segment in my days at deloitte i was dealing in acquisitions of startups so it started off as a personal pain point because i had i had personally seen the the risks the highs and the lows that startups go through and i wanted to be a part of that journey by investing capital in it Uh, however uh, because i because i was sort of a fresher when i started off i did not have access to a lot of capital to invest in the startup space so hmm. it started off as a personal problem of how do i invest whatever little little bit i can in startups in a very decent online fast quick manner 
and I and I and I did not come across anything like that in the market at that point of time uh, where I could deploy my capital in that manner. Tyke started off with that particular problem, uh, which is primarily even till today one of our problem statements that we're trying to digitize and democratize the entire concept of investing in the private markets. With respect to the R&D phase, the entire concept of Tyke is built on the infrastructure which is able to power such investments. Anything else we do is basically jewelry to that particular base that we've created. So solving for that base was probably 95% of my R&D phase. Initially, we did not get much of headway in, in, in terms of solving for that because there was not much happening in that space. Angel investment was booming. Debt investments were booming. Private startups were getting funded or they were raising debt or even asset-backed leasing was booming. But it was a, it was a completely offline process that was being followed. That's the reason there were not many answers to that particular problem, uh, because it was it was like a it was like an idealistic problem where people didn't know that this could also happen in that manner. People were under the impression that because it's not a publicly listed company, this is this is the process which has to be followed, and there is no other alternative to it. My R and D phase was primarily talking to people and opening up a lot of minds that you know this is something which which can be explored. And if it has to be explored, what is the way to do it? So yeah, uh, initially a lot of a lot of failures came our way because there was not much awareness regarding this entire process. But eventually, over over a period of time, over plenty of conversation, plenty of different advisors that we spoke with, we came to a conclusion that this can be done, and we figured out the manner as well. And like uh, you know, you're telling me that you know, there were like a lot of failures that you had to experience can you can you walk me through some examples or some blockers that you faced like when you were building the platform and you know on a daily basis uh, in the normal course of building something building tyke i would say what kind of challenges did you face when you were building this like you know some some examples of that so number one for, so the biggest uh, problem for us was how do you do it in a correct legal manner by sort of complying with all relevant uh, laws which are applicable that was the biggest blocker for us back in the day and very few lawyers had the answers to it so most of the lawyers would say we'll get back we haven't done this according to us that's not possible and so on and so forth but eventually as i said this process got sort of easier because of the fact that i come from a finance background and i was able to i i know how to study laws i know how to understand case laws i know how to come to a scenario and answer to all those situations so I think because of that expertise that I had gained over the years, it allowed me to have a meaningful debate with people and it allowed me to put relevant points which eventually led to the creation of the process. If that was not the case, uh, even the lawyers who agreed to what we do and who agreed to what we did back then uh, wouldn't have agreed because there was nobody to question their uh, thought process. And, you know, I'm I'm curious, man, like you you tell me that this is, when you, when you think about it, this is a online platform where you can invest in startups. And the first thought that comes to me is that, you know, someone would have already built something like this. So do you think like, because of the legal challenges, this is something which is, which was not explored. And that is where your edge is in building something like this. I do think so. Uh, I, I think that our edge lies in the infra that we've built, uh, the infra today that we've built, uh, not just startups, it's something which we're leveraging in the capital market space for the private, for any sort of private business. So today we're not just, uh, using our platform for start for startups to raise capital from their users, uh, which is, I would say primarily at B2C angle. We also have a very interesting B2B angle 
we're mm-hmm. leveraging and we're leasing our technology to various other B2B players for them to conduct, invest, raise uh, capital from various bodies, uh, be it debt, equity, or anything of or any other sort of capital that is possible for them to leverage. Understood. So let me take a segue here. For example, I'm someone who's just finding about Tyke today and I'm, let's say I'm a retail consumer, right? So I want to invest in a startup, which is listed on the platform. Can you walk me through how that process looks like, like for anyone who is listening to this podcast and they feel that, you know, they, they want to invest in a startup. How do they go about it? Like, how do they invest through Tyke? What, what is the process from A to Z? So the process primarily is that you so Tyke acts as an intermediary, which is sort of uh, facilitating the entire process of you investing in the third party. However, one very important thing is that Tyke itself is not investing on your behalf. So what mm-hmm. primarily happens is that you come on the platform, you, you, you sign up using various email slash mobile credentials. You complete a quick KYC process. This KYC process is what is required for regulatory filings to sort of basically confirm your investment with the regulatory bodies. And to record your investment as well, which is something we call the private placement procedure. It is something which is mandatory for any sort of company, which is raising capital. Mm. So, the, so you, you complete a quick KYC process. Uh, it is as simple as entering your PAN card number and your DOB. And uh, based on that, we come to know all the details that we need, like your address, your father's name, so on and so forth, that we need to file uh, going forward with the, with the Ministry of Corporate Affairs in this case. Once that KYC is completed, you the, then you go forward and you and you sort of agree to a risk and reward sort of a investor quiz. Uh, this quiz is primarily to uh, make you understand that uh, it's something new that you're investing in. Eighty-five uh, percent of the times that we that the users who come on our platform are not investing in startups on a regular basis. So this is something that we have mandatorily added for them to understand that it is something different and it is risk capital. Once you once you have sort of passed that test. Your, your process of registering with us is completed and, and then you can go forward, choose the deal that you want to invest in, uh, understand and read the information. It's a very detailed pitch that we have provided. Uh, there are various videos where the founders are talking as well. We also, we also provide various due diligence and financial documents. Uh, once you've gone through all this information, you can go forward and you can invest in the particular startup. Uh, the process of investing is as simple as just as, as simple as any other payment gateway that you use on an e-commerce website or any any sort of daily app that you're using. So you just basically mm. put in your debit card, net banking, UPI details, and the funds automatically get transferred. Once the investment has been transferred, certain uh, term sheets or safes or, or, or certain term sheets or something we call T-safes, they open up for you to electronically sign online. Once you finish signing that process and those documentations, uh, your investment is completed. So it's pretty simple. The entire process on an end-to-end basis Assuming you made up your mind that you want to invest in a particular startup should not take more than two minutes. Wow, man, that's, that is powerful because I think the offline process takes months, if if not weeks to simplify that into as less as, I mean, the entire process of KYC, all of that, I think it, it's not going to take more than a day, like conservatively, not more than a day. If you are just learning about Tyke and if you want to invest in a, in a startup, and all the research, reading all the reports and everything in a day, you're able to invest in a startup. I think this is only going to get bigger from here because once people realize the potential of the platform and since it it's on the, on the web, it's, it's scalable right now. You, you can easily go, go global as well, right? Like if you want, obviously the legal legalities 
internationally would be a bit different i don't know if it's possible to execute it on a global level but it's very easily scalable also right so we'll so sort of give you perspectives that we already have certain global out- outlook which means that on the same platform even foreign investors can invest the only difference is that their payment uh, mechanism and their kyc uh, checks are different but it's completely online it's the, the time the time taken and the simplicity is the same so we also have a lot of international investors who are investing in these indian startups and because of our b2b version a lot of capital flows into india through fdi so it was very important mm. for us to crack the fdi international investor code as well for our b2b uh, offerings to flourish awesome man i think like i i'm going to i'm going to invest very very soon i've i've checked the platform and i'm like you know i've been delaying it but i think i will also invest in a startup very soon and thanks to tag that you know i can invest as little as 5000 like again that is also one question that i really uh, wanted to pick your brain on how were you able to reduce that investment amount to as little as 5000 because i think like in private investments you do need 50 lakhs or 1 cr like when it's alternative investment funds if you're investing in aifs i think that is the minimum limit was there something you guys did to reduce that limit to as low as 5000 that was a part of the initial r&d process siddhat the legal construct that we've gone through it's it's a direct investment that you're making in the startup which means that there is no spv that's been created the investment is in the form of a safe uh, which which basically is a, is is designed in such a manner that it does not affect the startup's operational or executional abilities making the startup lean and continuing its non-linear growth the legal construct that we've chosen is a direct investment construct which is compatible with smaller investments starting as low as 5000 understood and since launch you know how has the traction been like you know in in terms of user growth what kind of growth percentage are you witnessing uh, in the adoption of the platform since the launch and what does your customer base look like like even in b2b what are the different segments that you're targeting uh so uh, i think i think it's been around 3 months since we've come out of beta and and we've seen we've seen really good growth so that uh, we're growing by approximately 400% month over month with respect to our user base i would say our user base is very diverse uh, with respect to our b2c offerings users start from the age of 18 to 19 and they go all the way to 60 65 i and, and and i think it also all the credit also has to go to the time we're sitting in today startups have become very powerful there's great awareness about investing in startups today so i think the timing also was good for us so around 4x to 5x is what we're seeing average as monthly growth uh, from the last one which is which is touch good really good for us at this point of time with respect to our b2b offerings as of today we're powering we're powering startups who are raising their own individual rounds we're powering angel investment networks and we also started powering uh, various funds who are aifs themselves uh, who are vc funds themselves and we've also started powering a lot of platforms who themselves are releasing alternate investment products anybody who's looking to do anything in the capital market space with respect to private investing is looking at us today from a powering perspective uh, they look at us so so primarily how everybody how how every e-commerce or every player today who's who looking to generate revenue off of their particular website or app looks at a payment gateway anybody mm. who looking to draw any sort of investment from their app is looking at type as that capital gateway per se understood so basically you will be replacing the traditional investment banks in the long run like that that's that's going to be the vision 
or not really so investment banks serve two purposes investment banks first purpose is discovery they are discovering the investor for you they are closing the deals for you we come in more from the perspective of transaction as a service uh we're sort of helping you power your transaction end to end in a very seamless manner so i think there's a there, there is there is good compatibility of both and in the b2b space what segment would you say has been like the winner for you like you know where you're seeing really good growth really good you know uh, the volume of transactions happening on a consistent level what particular segment would you say is your winner so right now right now equity for sure or right now uh, startups themselves are raising rounds funds are coming in raising putting in money through into startups syndicates are getting formed cluster of people are investing uh, funds are being managed on the platform as well i think today uh, as of today it's it's equity for sure but just very recently we've seen a very good spike in debt offerings we've seen we've seen a lot of people offering 13 14% returns on secured debt in their startups using debt offerings as we grow we'll also see a lot of debt offerings coming up uh in startups in general uh which are which are which are secured against various different types of assets making it very safe so eventually you're going to see your equity money which is your risk money and your debt money which is your safe money uh being deployed only in startups maybe in a couple of years and hopefully tie is the forefront in powering both definitely man i hope that you know you guys capture that debt market as as soon as possible and 14% interest is that how high the interest rates are on debt oh uh, yeah so uh, with respect to startups yes so so any anybody who's raising uh, who's raising debt in the startup space today is offering interest rates between 11 to 14% with quarterly or monthly payouts there are there are various businesses today who don't need equity capital but they're happy with debt capital d2c brands are one of them so and there there's this very interesting concept which we also power called rbf it's a it's a version of a debt that these startups intake and is linked to their revenue so yeah you're going to see a lot of debt capital being raised in the startup space in general as well because not every startup today is built to raise equity uh, because whenever you're investing in equity you're expecting an you're expecting a enormous growth uh, which is above 10x 15x which certain businesses can't offer but some can offer very good interest rate uh, growth over a period of time and that's more safe i would say so in those businesses uh, you're going to see a lot of debt uh, be coming in very soon in startups in india and general i mean yeah i mean you know 14% fixed interest rate is something i would take any day like i i would definitely want to invest in a startup which is offering me 14% interest rate on my capital because even like if you are investing in mutual funds your average rate of return is around 15 to 17% cagr like year on year that's that's the average rate and if you're getting 14% fixed interest I mean that's remarkable. Like I've I've not seen such high interest rates, but yeah, again, when we talk about startups, you know, the same concepts don't apply to startups. So I think yeah, it's it's a very exciting time to be in the ecosystem because you know there's so many so much opportunity out there. And on that note, you know, I I want to ask you how how big is this opportunity? Like you know, if you if you see five years down the line, you know. and and you see how tyke is growing evolving over time how how big is this opportunity in terms of growth in terms of revenue for you uh with respect to our opportunity i think we're trying to create our own category i don't think this is happening earlier there are various players today uh, in the ecosystem who are what data rooms and who are basically helping in fundraises but there's nobody who's powering it end to end powering it with respect to equity raises with respect to debt raises with respect to community raises so it's definitely a category creator 
Uh, with respect to our forecasted market, uh, it's something as big as $40 billion just in Asia. Uh, as we grow, we're going to see a lot of other players coming in as well. Uh, that's the reason the best we can do to make sure that, that this particular category grows is power as many players as we can. And B2B offerings really help with that. Uh, what we're seeing off late is everybody today who's trying to get into something new is always looking for integrations because nobody wants to build it end-to-end. So with the growth of this segment, with the growth of capital invested in startups in general, you're going to see a lot of other players coming in with respect to debt, equity, RBF, whatever it is. And, and they all are looking today at integrations with respect to how can they launch faster and get everything done end-to-end. So I think uh, for us, it's creating our own category, powering B2C community around at the same time, powering such businesses so that they can, they can have an integration where they can start off and, and, and build themselves over a period of time, apart from just traditional startups, funds, angel investment networks, and so on. Understood. And like you said, you know, that Taik is going to be a category creator. I'm sure that, you know, there will be other people out there who will be looking at Taik and thinking, you know, why can I not build something like this? Like, because from the outside, it, it looks very simple, right? You have a platform which lets you invest in startups and it's B2C, B2B. And it's a, it's a space which is growing tremendously. It is something where, where you can make a lot of money. So what is your plan to stay ahead of the curve? And is there anyone else who is doing this in India at the point? Or do you see any potential competition in the future? There, there, is, there is a lot of competition coming up, uh, Siddharth. Uh, a lot of people are doing this. A lot of people are at the world of starting up with something very similar. That is, that is good for us. Uh, with respect to how do we maintain our branding, uh, I, think, uh, I think till today... Uh, because of our B2C offerings and, and because of the way we conduct our, our sort of uh, marketing campaigns, the way we work with users, every everybody that we work with today always pitches to their investors saying that you can invest in us through Tyke. I think that through Tyke, which comes by default in their mouth, uh, helping us create our own category uh, and, 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 and helping us stay relevant over a period of time. So uh, the idea is that how today we say, did you G-pay it or did you, did you pay TM the money? We want you to say that, did you, did you invest through Tyke or did you Tyke the money? Because of our B2C and our B2B plays, uh, both of them complement each other very well. And if you were just a B2B company, I don't think the branding that we've been able to generate in a very small period of time uh, would have been possible. Definitely. I think the word of mouth is the best way to, to market yourself. And if startups or investors are using Tyke on a continuous basis and if they like the service, and they pitch to other people, that's how you will grow organically over time. And I think, like you said, I think your vision is is quite clear. I think you know what you want to achieve with the platform. So I think that also helps when you have a very clear path of where you want to be in the future. And you, you're powering a lot of transactions on the platform. You have two segments, B2B, B2C. You have seen like 4x, 5x growth in the past three months since since the beta version has been launched. What is your revenue model like? Like, is it transaction based, or are you? I have you structured it some some other way? Uh, no, no, Siddharth. I think I think we're working on a transaction based model. Uh, I think any sort of business which gets the end user revenue, which gets money in their bank, in in such businesses, it's it's best to power it with, with a transaction based model. And we're doing the same. And, and and in a business like ours, for us to for us to scale enormously and to reach a hundred million dollars of revenue on a yearly basis, uh, that is the key. And yeah, I think transaction based model with a small 
listing fee at times, depending on the sort of requirement in case it's customized is the way to be, you know, you know, in a business like ours. Understood. And are you exploring any other uh, revenue streams, like apart from the listing fees and the transaction based commissions that you've mentioned, like once you have a network of investors, startup founders, there's a lot of money that you can make through the consulting space as well, like because you worked closely with so many founders, like once you reach that point where you have like hundred investors in your network, or maybe 200, 300 founders in a network, you can leverage that network itself. So is that something which you are thinking about in the future? Like, you know, exploring different revenue streams. Uh, so we do, we do have various ways in which we make revenue from a data play. Uh, we are already doing that today. When you're investing through Tyx, you're actually getting automated monthly or quarterly investment reports from the startup. Uh, generally, mm-hmm. the process for getting these reports is that the startup founders spend over 20, 25 hours in maybe two or three days before the month ends. And they create a report while they're sitting in their account slash finance team. And they're a product team now because even product-based data these days is very important in these reports. What we've done is we've sort of automated this entire process. So, so it gets linked to the tools that you use for tracking your financials and your product uh, achievements like Mixpanel, Google Analytics, and so on. So, mm. so automatically this data comes in, gets converted into KPIs and then gets sent to the investors basis, the customization done by the founders. So, that, so that's a bit of a data play that we've started simultaneously just to explore it. Initially, we gave it out for free, but now we started charging a monthly fee from the startups. But uh, with respect to uh, monetizing the community, we haven't done that yet. Although our community today is more than 7,000 investors, um, more than 200 founders, uh, we haven't done that yet. <laughs> we, do have a, we do have a community aspect to our offering, but it's completely free and people are using it completely freely. And yeah, we plan to keep it like that for some time. Understood, man. That's amazing. Like 7,000 investors is, is a big, big achievement. And taking another segue here, how has your experience been like? Because you're telling me that, you know, like you said, you know, this is the first business that you've created and uh, it's been, it's rel- relatively early. Like, uh, you know, it's been what one, one year uh, running your own business. So, you know, what would be your key takeaways or key learnings from running your own business? Technically, it's been only six months, Siddharth. So yeah, it's fairly, it's very, very early. I completely agree. With respect to my learnings, I think, I think I've learned a lot. I think patience is something all founders learn once they start working. Time management is something I think founders need to understand very early. Planning their day, planning their investments, planning how to invest time in different, different teams today. And most importantly, segregating teams, you know, I think the earlier you start that, the better it is. I personally feel that it's how most founders generally say that initially everybody should be a generalist. I think that's a bit flawed. I think, I think that sort of messes things up. I, I personally feel that management of people, management of resources, management of business sales. I think all of that is something I've learned over time. And yeah, this has been six months, man. I think long, long way to go. <laughs> Yeah, man, definitely. Like, but when you're running your own business, I think you, you just keep learning and you, you have multiple burning issues that you need to tackle. And then I think you just have to prioritize as well. Like what is the burning issue that I'm going to take first? And there are so many things when you're running your own business that I think prioritizing also comes in handy. And like you said, management of teams is also very important. It's something which very, very few people have experience in, right? Because when you're doing a job, you don't really, you don't really learn how to manage people. Obviously, 
if if you're a manager you have three four people working under you but when it's your own business then getting that right talent in the company also is very important and then managing them ensuring that they share the vision that you have i think that is also it's it's very difficult to find like like minded people isn't it yeah absolutely i think uh, i think uh, there's this very interesting company called micro acquire their goal is that they help startups get acquired and uh, because generally startups uh, these days there are there's so much synergies that a startup should get acquired so that job is match making that entire process the founder of that particular company who is the ceo as well he has changed his title from ceo to chief storytelling officer what is what is primarily trying to say is that on a daily basis every founder just has to sell the story their vision to investors to clients to employees and i think that's very important right uh, for everybody to be aligned with respect to what we do so yeah i think chief storytelling officer could be my daily job yes awesome man and uh, i think my last question to you is how did you come up with the name tyke because i was uh, searching on the internet what is the meaning of tyke and i think it means mischievous like i i don't know the exact meaning of it but it wasn't really related to investing or something like that so what is the story behind coming up with the name firstly sadat i i follow i follow stoicism which is a greek mythology it's a philosophy built by the romans in terms of which you live life so one of the greek gods her name is tyke but that's t y c h e and not t y k e goddess tyke stands for the goddess of fortune and fate good fate rather we took the inspiration from there and tyke and the goddess tyke has a very interesting thing called wheel of fortune so the wheel of fortune is basically our inspiration will for the logo as well so that's how tyke and everything came up understood understood because i'm i'm just googling what tyke means and it it says a small child especially a cheeky or a mischievous one so yeah no, that's on <laughs> that's on it but it's there's creative people think that's it i think it's a very interesting and funny thing to sort of go back in your cognitive memory awesome awesome man i had a blast recording this episode with you i wish all the best to tyke and you know everything that you building here i'm i'm going to definitely explore the platform and i'm going to make my first investment very soon all the best to you and uh, it was a pleasure having you thanks to that thanks definitely man thank you thank you that does it for today's edition of vyapar if you're looking to invest in startups now you have a platform like you know there's no excuse now you have a platform which lets you do this with as little as 5000 rupees i think it's one of the asset classes that you should definitely have in your portfolio like a small percentage invested in startups it's better than putting money in cryptocurrencies for sure right because this is a real business that you're investing in i mean i i know i i rant too much about cryptocurrencies but this is a really good platform that you should try out so check out their website check out their knowledge base as well you know karan and his team have been doing some really good work releasing you know some really good stuff on decoding startup jargons and and raising more awareness about some of the technical aspects of investing in a startup and if you have any feedback for us hit me up on vyaparpodcast@gmail.com or on my twitter account wherever just just reach out to me would love to know how we can improve the show and you know if you know someone who is who is building something unique has a really good business you you feel that you know i they should be on vyapar just connect me with them so i i would love to interact with them know about their business 
and uh, you know let me know if you have any such unique businessmen in your network I-, i would be really looking forward to that so take care and we'll catch you in the next episode